And here we go. And here we go. Good morning, afternoon, evening, everyone, wherever you may be or wherever you are. We hope that all is well. I uh, hope that your day has been going good. Um, we've had uh, a lot of things going on happening, you know, here, you know, within our, our country, uh, you know, within our city, you know, and in your community. I'm sure there are a lot, there's a lot of things going on. But we, we just want to come in and share with you and uh, talk about some things that's happening and hopefully you know you can guys can uh get some additional information a better understanding of some things and hopefully uh you know you it would make us a lot better citizens and moving forward from there so uh my name is howard sapp with um now you know and we're here coming talking to you and we want to uh give a big shout out to uh cohort uh again partner in crime uh dr cindy banyer uh dr cindy banyer give everybody a good shout out Hey, 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 everybody. All right. Excited. Glad to be back in the swing of things. Yes. It's, it's fall, y'all. And... Yeah, really. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything big, like uh, like things that you do per, uh, for every season or something like that? I mean, honestly, for me, it's like once the kids get into school and then we get to to Halloween, it's like a quick slide all the way through the end of the year because yeah, my crazy. oldest daughter's birthday is just is around Halloween. So it's like oh, okay. Okay. Halloween and birthday parties. And then it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then everybody else's January birthdays. Oh, so okay. it's like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, once, once we get to fall, it seems like, I mean, I know that the stores and everybody, you know, they'll say, we got this holiday, that holiday, but it's just like Christmas is just right on you with, I mean, it seems like, you know, falling in a couple weeks is Christmas, you know, and yeah. then they just go from there. It is so crazy, you know, but, you know, they do, of course, you know, the, the certain holidays and I think like Veterans Day is in there. And then, of course, you know, you have, um, you yeah. know, Halloween and then you have Thanksgiving, but it, it's just like everybody just pushed straight towards Christmas in all of the stores and everything. Everything Christmas is up now, you know, so it's Christmas. It's, Christmas yeah. yeah. Well, like we do the whole decoration thing. Like my kids love to decorate. So we got like the different okay. bins for each holiday. So it's oh, like, wow, okay. We transition like really quick. So yeah, this weekend I had to like basically hold them off from decorating for Halloween already. So we'll like decorate for Halloween and then that will be up. And then we'll, we have kind of like a little transition Halloween Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And then we do Christmas decorations like right after Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. that, that It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's, um, we don't do a whole lot for the, you know, fallish Thanksgiving type thing. Um, but right after uh, the Thanksgiving and stuff like that, uh, we, my wife, she goes straight into straight into the Christmas and you know getting everything set and all the stuff down. So, yeah, it's get getting the bins out and getting you know making sure all your lights and everything works. And it's you know it, it is what it is, you know. But hey, that, that that's cool. That it's fun. Cool. I love it. I yeah. you know my kids are little though too, so it's like yeah, which makes it big. I know they enjoy it. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I will say though. I will say. I, I grew up in Detroit, so what we used to do every Thanksgiving is go to the football game. <laughs> oh yes, I miss yes, that. I miss yes, that. Yes, I know. See that 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 tradition, it's it's it, that's huge. You know, when I was in uh, Virginia and used to go to the uh, pro game for, I mean the the Washington Redskins or whoever, but you know in the in that that Anders area, now. Like, Anders. It's 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 They're all Anders. Yeah. <laughs> But it was always, you know, something like you said, as far as the holidays and stuff like that, you know, you know, the sporting seasons, always something to do and stuff like so it, it was it was good. It was, it was fun. It was exciting here. Not so much. You know, it's, um, you know, 
up there, of course, we know that the difference in the temperatures and the weather and stuff that's from Detroit to Virginia to uh, here in Fort Myers. It's, you know, I enjoyed the changes of the season, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you saw the flowers, you saw the trees and, you know, you go from green to, you know, such that brilliant fall color, the oranges and browns and, and those type things. But here it's like, it's, it's green, you know, and that, that's all you get is it's green get green but i put on the orange to kind of celebrate just there you go there you go <laughs> there you go but a couple of things we want to talk about today just uh you know so so people can understand um, i had a question at one of the events today not not today but this week um you know uh, a person asked the question you know what could she do to make changes we were talking about um at the time we were talking about the uh the different areas as far as uh, how the districts, as far as the house is concerned and how uh, for the counties and for the state, basically, you know, how the uh, different districts and everybody is divided up, you know, as far as the the city council, as far as the state house, as far as the Senate, you know, the school board and that. So we really got into a good conversation about how those things are divided up. Uh, But then we also started getting into some of the issues, especially in the school board and education, Mm -hmm. how those issues, you know, are now with the teacher issue, with the pay, with the students, with the, you know, the buses and everything and started talking about how people felt about those particular things. And we started in in other areas. Also, we were talking about as far as the water conservation and the clean water. Um, So one of her things was, you know, about, you know, how to make change, you know, and how can, what can we do to make those changes? You know, and one of the things like, you know, we're talking about then, uh, today was kind of mentioned, you know, why is it so important to vote? You know, and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, you know, we were talking about and me and a couple of other people, um, you know, kind of made that point, uh, understanding that, you know, a lot of times people don't understand the process of change and how it has to happen and the things you have to go through. And, you know, we, we, we try and tell people so many times to make sure that yes, you know, get into and understand, you know, your concerns, um, voice those things, write those things down, whatever it, whatever they may be. Um, If you can follow, I think yeah, if you can follow the legislation on television at times, you know, and in Tallahassee, see what they're doing, what the House is doing, what the Senate is doing. And I know people don't normally get into that, you know, but one of the biggest things that we said was one of the ways that you can make that change is by your vote, because right. of the fact that you want to ensure that you look at and every candidate we, we encourage, every candidate that, that's coming up for office, that's on the ballot, on the docket, whatever the case. Make sure that you look at them and study them and and do a little bit of research on them to find out, is this person one that um, I can kind of relate to as far as, you know, what my values are, the way that I think, the changes that I think that needs to be made, you know, and and we were telling them that these are the people that you need to kind of place in office and hold them accountable. Right. Don't get me wrong. Don't just right. say you know, you go and do your thing, but hold them accountable. But but understanding the process of how change is made was one of the biggest things that we were talking about. And 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 your vote is one of those things that makes that change. And that's one right. of the things that, um, we were talking about. And and I really wanted to kind of emphasize that because I think that is so important because we a lot of times just tell people go out and vote, go out and vote, go out and vote, but why vote? And that's one of the reasons. And sometimes a lot of the apathy and a lot of the, uh, I guess at times people 
kind of fed up with and the frustration because they say, well, you know, you know, I don't see any change. You know, I, we, we talk about it all right. the time, but there is no change. And one of the important things is in conversation with, with on, on this past week was because of course we know that the Republican has is of course in the state of Florida, you know, that, that super, super majority. So they can do whatever they wanted to do, you know, right. and not have a whole lot of resistance but we still need to understand the process of how we make those changes. That's how they were able to make those changes because uh -huh. of the fact that they had, they had the people and have the people at this point in those decision-making seats to so that they can do that. Right. And, and that's one of the things that we really wanted to was pointing out, pointing out to the lady and you're welcome, um, you know, from, from your perspective. Yeah. You know, I understand folks who say that it's, you know, it's frustrating and complicated because it's, it's a complex system. Mm -hmm. You know, right. sometimes it's, it's complicated by design too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that, you know, different parties can, not party, political parties, but different people can shift blame. Oh, that's not our responsibility. That's their right. responsibility. Yes. It's yes. this and that. Um, and, and I think if you think about like what happens in your everyday life and what's affected, by different policies, we are affected in different ways mm -hmm. by different levels of policies. And I think some of the things that affect us every single day, it's hard for us to understand. And I think that we had a good example of this when we were working with some women in the community, some families mm -hmm. in the community who um, have a the, an apartment complex that's still in disrepair from yes. Hurricane Ian, mm -hmm. right? And they have been trying desperately to get accountability for right. their landlord exactly. to fix up their house. But they've gone to the city council and the mayor and the, you know, oh, that, but it's a HUD a funded project. So then mm -hmm. they're writing letters to the federal government. And essentially it's kicked the can all right. over. Everybody's exhausted what they could do where they could. Right. Uh, but still no accountability for these folks. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a really tough situation. So I understand what people say when they can get, they get frustrated with the system. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And just like, like you were saying, you know, the people that we had an opportunity to talk with, you know, as they were voicing their frustration, you know, and, and we're, we're coming up on the anniversary of, you know, Hurricane Ian, you know, after a right. year, you know, and then when we go and we can see, okay, well, what strides have we made understanding that it was, it's going to be a slow process as far as, you know, rebuilding and that type thing. But you would think, you know, you would think that, you know, from the standpoint of how everyone was affected and, uh, you know, the city and well, we'll just say at this point, um, you know, the governor and how, you know, we're doing so much and you're going to be able to do this, you're going to be able to do that. But then they put legislation, legislation in that kind of inhibits people from doing things and kind of taking care of themselves. But you want to say that, you know, we're here and we're going to support you. We're going to do all of these things to make sure that you're made whole again, but you're putting things in place and you're putting legislation and processes in place that what people, it's so hard to make them whole again. And like you say, okay. it, the frustration sets in, you know, so right. then, you know, what do we do? You know, and I understand, like I said, the frustration of the other people, but this is why your vote matters so much. Because of the because of the fact that you want to make sure that people are there, that's going to make you know common sense decisions, that's going to help and aid those that are affected, not just from a hurricane or anything like that, but we have right. so many different um, so many different areas of concern at this point, definitely for the state of Florida, but also for our local area here in Fort Myers. But then nationally, we have so many things that's going on. Even as far as like right now, you have the strikes that's going on. You know, yeah. 
you know, where, where you have, and I think one of one of the um, uh, persons we were talking to on uh, the other day uh, said it well. It seems as though you know the, and, and to paraphrase, you know, the rich stays rich, you know, and the poor continues to get poor, and the poor is the one that's beat up, beat up on, you know. So they have them right. in a position to where, you know, okay, just because I don't have the money that you have, then I'm treated this way. But if I had the money, then I'd be treated another way. And that's not that's that's not how you treat people. You right. Know? That's not right. That's not right. No. That's not how it's supposed to be in the United States. But we definitely have to fight to even get to that level of equality. And that's we true. have seen uh, the wages and income and wealth discrepancy grow. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Basically, and that rests firmly at the foot of Republicans and fiscal conservatism and deregulation that started during the Reagan era. So now that we're in a point where our Gini coefficient, which is that measurement of top to bottom, has grown mm -hmm. significantly. And what the unions are talking about right now, where you have CEO pay that's 300, 400, 500 times as yes. much as the average yes. worker salary. How can you even justify that? Exactly. Exactly. I totally agree. You know, where you have uh, the, the CEO of, of, of GM or like you said, or whatever the company they, they're going home, they get a bonus of a million plus. That's just a right. bonus. Has nothing to do with their regular salary, but that's just a right. bonus, you know, and that's just their salary. And the company, the company itself makes, you know, billions and billions of dollars. So I understand, right. you know, that the worker is there. It's like, look, I'm, I'm here, I'm working. And I, and, and I think I heard uh, today, you know, one of the, I don't know if it was a commercial or a commentator or one of the union workers was, was saying that they're the unions, the person is there working and they can't afford even the car that they're building. Right. You know, they're putting exactly. together, they can't even afford that, but they're, and they're there every day pushing and, and, and making it work, you know, and, and grinding, but they can't even afford that. But then you have the person that's not doing, you know, a, that manual labor, taking nothing away from the CEO or anything like that. But let's be serious and let, let, let's be fair about this thing. And, and, that, and that's where they are. Let me go next. Yeah, but but and, and that's the thing. So they look at those things and sometimes people don't understand, well, why are they, you know, striking or why are they doing this? Even with the um, even with the uh, the Actors Guild and when they were striking, you know, you had the, the, the companies and you, these institutions making all of this money, you know, off of the residual from what the actors, what they've done, the writers done. And this is why, you know, people do strike. And as far as using, we had a president going in today and making, of course, you know, national news and also making history. Right. You know, one of the first seated presidents that's, you know, a part of, you know, a particular strike. No, he's not saying right, yeah. right, involved in the negotiations, but showing his support, you know. Yep. And, you know, it's something because me from coming from a, gov a government background, you know, one of the things that. And a union background. Yeah, de definitely. That's what I was going to say. You're coming from a government background and from a union background, you know, the government says that, you know, as um, I'll say as an air traffic controller, you know, federal employee, you can't strike, you know. And, you know, I mean, for me, it was like a fortunate thing. You know, I mean, I kind of reaped the benefit because, you know, back in 1982, when, again, the air traffic controllers, when they did strike, Ronald Reagan, you know, said, look, this is illegal. You guys can't strike. And if you're not back here by this particular day, a lot of you guys don't come back. You're going to lose your job. Uh, the union at that time, you know, um, thought that they were bluffing and they called his bluff, you know, and he fired oh, a ton of people, you know. So the air traffic control um, 
field was was wide open. So I got I had an opportunity to walk into that particular position because of things. But I understand, and but that does not negate the to me the necessity and the fairness of having a union because what you know well i think it firmly puts reagan in the in the union busting category though (laughs) definitely that you know but 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 here's the thing just like we were saying you know you have the rich getting richer and the poor being treated like whatever and that's part of what the union establishment is all about making sure that they're being they're being treated fairly across the board you know, and that's, you know, as far as, you know, the, the definitely the pay is one of the big things, but it's not just pay. And that's what mm-hmm. a, lot of things, a lot of times people look at. It's not just pay. You know, it's, um, you know, the, the, the health benefits, you know, it's being the time on, time off, you know, break, family leave. Exactly. Family leave and all of those things there. Those are things that, you know, people are fighting for because, I mean, right. they have a family, you know, so. If I will say though, I will say though, I saw a, a statistic on it that the the CEO of GM mm-hmm. makes more in one day than the average or the highest paid union worker makes in a year. Yep, that's it. She makes over so the highest paid union worker is like eighty thousand. Uh, dollars and she makes that in a day just i mean because i and i'd like to put those type of comparisons because i think we lose the plot a little bit on this like especially when we're getting to like these lots and lots of money i mean most of us most americans are way down here live in paycheck to paycheck close to paycheck to paycheck you know 10 20 30 40 50 thousand dollars 60 you know right a year right mm-hmm. that is what a, a, a typical salary is looking like mm-hmm. you're talking about somebody that's got millions hundreds of millions a year like we it's so beyond what most of us can comprehend in our everyday life that's true that and, is very and true. so and that's why you actually need unions because right, we exactly. should be able to get some of that. And some of the sayings is that record profits equals uh, stolen wages, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, so if a company's making so much money, but yet people down here are depressed and they've got a lot of new ways that they've been doing this over the past few years, putting people down to part-time. So part-time workers right. have, to, people have to have multiple jobs, right. Mm-hmm. To make ends meet. They're not even offering. And a lot of that came after the um, affordable care act because they required people who were any full-time worker to be offered health care. So mm-hmm. all they did is just made everybody part-time, right. So they didn't right. have to give them that health care. Right. And then, um, you know, it's really been a difficult thing for workers to keep up with. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not right. The wages have stagnated. And one of the biggest talking points from the UAW president, uh, Sean Fain, is that the UAW saved the auto industry. And this is this was repeated by President Biden today by, as well. Mm-hmm. Saved the auto industry by giving up their pensions. Wow, look at there. That was on the table, and that's what they did in 2009, 2010, as GM was declaring bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. In that bankruptcy negotiation, they gave up their pensions. And so he said, look, now you're back to record profits. Now it's time to pay the workers properly again. And I'm I'm 100% for that. Exactly. You know, and and, and that's the thing. It's, you know, that that they do things, like you say, to, to people say, well, why would you give that up? But I understand, you know, there's bankruptcy. They didn't really have a choice, right? They didn't have a choice, you know, but then, but even with that though, it's like, okay, so you look at, 
you know, you don't look at just today, but you, you look at the future. Okay, well, I can't do anything that's going to happen, you know, 10 years from now, but right now people still need help. So this is going to be a quick and fast fix so that we can first keep our job, you know, and right. then and then kind of move forward from there. You know, and then that's what a union does. It lets the people know that, look, this is what we're going to do first, keep our job, but then want to make sure that we hold the company, you know, accountable, you know, and as they say, you know, you when you go into negotiations, you want to make sure that you have, you know, honest, uh, honest negotiations, you know, fair negotiations and going from there. And but but holding management accountable, you know, is one of the biggest things that a union does. So if you know, if they go unchecked then they're, they're able to do anything, it's it's one, one of the examples I can, you know, kind of put to people. It, it's this is when we have. Um, and, and, and people talk about it all the time and they say, you know, it's not fair. You know, they would never do it. You know, but these sweatshops, you know, it's like a sweatshop. You know, you have the person that, you know, you, they get all of these people and, and they put them into these particular positions and uh, give the service. If it's building a car, building shoe, building clothes, whatever it is. But you're only going to pay them a small amount of money and have them do all of this. And the person that's over it making this and, and really cares nothing about them. You know, so most people would say that that's not right and that's not fair, you know, and they would never work for that. But here it is where you have, again, these executives making all of this money, but then have the other people working. And, yeah, you're going to legally, you know, they're, they're working, but they're working a little bit over minimum wage, you know, like you said, living paycheck to paycheck. But you're, you know, making what they would make basically within their tenure at your particular job over 20, 20, 30 years, you're making that within a year or two. Right. So, you know, you cannot understand why the frustration, the benefits, you know, we're making record profits. Yeah, but you're not, you know, we're the ones that's doing the work. You know, where is our appreciation? Right. You know, and, and just like you said, as far as part-time, and, and, and that is so important as far as with part-time, sometimes jobs do make sure that they don't hire people full-time just so mm-hmm. that they don't have to pay health benefits and everything else. See, <laughs> I'm experiencing that as a university employee. Yep. See, see they don't. It's they don't an economic hire. model of cost savings that many companies and even public institutions like universities have adopted. And mm-hmm. what it's done is left left workers, people like me, in the lurch. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not it's not a healthy system, and it is really rooted in this really flawed, by the way, economic idea that if we, you know, extract, you know, or reduce labor costs, that we're going to have a better bottom line. Mm-hmm. And sure, that can happen. But I mean, listen, I'm at a public university. That's just stupid. Right? Like, right, yeah, you should yeah, pay yeah. your workers. I should not be on food stamps as a university employee of 10 right. years. Like, that's exactly. ridiculous. Okay, exactly. With a PhD. It's ridiculous. Um, but let me also say that this is bad macroeconomic policy overall because mm-hmm. our entire economy is based on the consumer economy. Okay. And what we've done over the deregulation since the Reagan era, right, is move those dollars upward. So the upper echelon of people are getting rich, richer and richer and richer. Okay. Mm-hmm. They cannot consume en masse as much as the entire population can. Okay, so actually, if you have more equitable distribution of those income and wages across the population, you actually have a bigger, stronger economy overall because you have more people able to buy, Mm -hmm. able to buy cars and homes and take care of their family and 
kids and clothes and all this kind of stuff. So it actually fuels the economy and fuels economic growth overall. So this is this is why I always call it fiscal conservative BS because it's really like these policies are empirically wrong and false right, like they yeah. do not work they do not grow the economy they do not create jobs they do not create wealth they create strife and poverty for people at the bottom and extreme wealth for pe people on the top and it's not good <laughs> at no, all no. it's not sustainable no no you, you can't sustain it because then you, you, you lose your workers and that's why you have so many people that's going from job to job to job to job to job and people wonder you know well why didn't you or why you know why couldn't you keep uh the job or why can you stay you know a length of time, you know, at this particular job because of the fact that they want to try and do better. And that, and that's what people are, a lot of times are chasing. They're chasing the quote unquote, the do better. They're chasing the do better. I, I want to do better. I want to make more. I want to do this. I want to do that. If a person could stay at a job and, and be treated the way that they should be treated, you know, getting the, getting paid the fair wage, you know, and that type of thing, I think that you'll have certainly a lot more people staying at jobs that's, you know, that, they feel as though appreciates them, you know, with the work and stuff mm -hmm. like that they put in. So it's it, it's it's crazy. And and then going back to why we're saying, you know, well, why do you vote? Why is it important to vote? This is why you vote because you have all of these issues and problems and things coming in from the corporate level, from you know, uh, from right. city or government level, that type of thing. Right. You know, it, it it can be called whatever you want to call it, but it's still the same exact thing. You know, you can you know from the corporate level, it's still the same. From the government level, it the same, you know, because it, it's amazing that you have so many people in in Congress that uh, you know are generally. They're, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're they're. they're I mean, they're, they're millionaires. They have you know they have a right. lot of you know. So a lot of times you, they, it, to some degree, I'm not going to say to all to to everybody is the same. I know that they're not, but to some degree, they don't understand where you're coming from. That's why you keep. You know, you you, mm -hmm. you you keep blowing the whistle, you keep telling, you keep writing, you keep explaining, you keep trying to contact, you keep letting your voice be heard. And that's one of the biggest things that we're trying to do is to ensure that everyone's voice is heard, that you do matter. You know, and people want to right. say, you know, well, you know, well, does Black Lives Matter? That No, everybody matters. You know, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter, you know, how you want to phrase it or how you want to picture it and look at it. Everybody matters. Your voice matters. And that's one of the things we want to make sure and make certain that their voice is certainly being heard. And we want to make sure that we um, make those strides. But again, it is a process. You know, nothing's going to happen overnight, but it is a process. But one of the first steps to that process is getting people in office that, right. that aligns with your particular values, you know, the things that you are concerned about or the, the changes that you want to see uh, happen and then go from there. If, if you don't want to run for office, support someone that is running for office. If it's volunteering, if it's, you know, financial, if it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, just make sure that you do that. So again, you know, again, like I said, and I just thought that if that one person had that question, it is still so many other people that has the same question. You know, what is it? You know, what can I do? What can we do right. to make sure to make change? And and that is, is, is certainly to get out and vote. Make sure you look up the person that you want, you're considering that's on the docket or whatever the case, but make sure that you do your homework because you want to make sure that they are aligned with the values that you have and then get out and vote, vote and vote. 
I was going to say, and make sure that they're that they're there to protect workers and families too, yes. and not just in words only. Because let's talk about the the Florida legislature. We mm -hmm. have a very uh, unfriendly state for workers. Okay, oh, definitely, so definitely. this is uh, a right to work state, so you can be fired at any point in time for any reason. Um, there's a lot of anti-labor, anti-organization rules. One that was just passed by the Florida legislature in 2023 here makes it even more difficult um, for organizations, even if they have a union, to uh, to get and renew those members. Mm -hmm. And this is a very hostile state for workers. And so when you get people elected, you want to ask them, are you going to protect workers' rights? Are yeah, you going exactly. to protect the right to organize? And then at the federal level, we have what's called the PROS Act, and that is the protecting the right to organize. That mm -hmm. would give federal protections to organization. Now, we do have some federal protections already in terms of rules in the, the, the Labor Department and under the First Amendment, but there's... Republican rule in this state and even at the federal level has rolled back those regulations and protections. And so this is why it's important to ask if you do care about the working class and, and wages and being pair, paid a fair wage for fair work, then you have to make sure that you're electing people to all these different positions who actually share those values. That is, that is so true. That is so true. And that's, that's good. Yeah. You, you certainly want to make sure that you do that. And, and, like you say that you know it, it all goes back to and I know a lot of people don't like you know the 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 politics the yeah the politics of it all but at this point that's where we are I mean it it, it is what it is you know so you want to make sure that you know people say that you know I don't you know like politics I don't want to get involved in that and it, it it's kind of difficult to show them sometimes but every facet of your life is engulfed in politics in some kind of way. I mean, I don't care. I mean, if you're in the school right now, or if your your job, you know, even for the right right now, the the government is trying to find out, um, you know, or they're trying to find a way, you know, so that the government won't shut down on Saturday, you know. So if the government shuts down, you know, what are what, what are the ramifications? No social security. Yeah, there, there you go. You know, so 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 your your job is, you know, your life is impacted in so many ways when it comes to politics. And people say, I don't want to get involved in politics. Well, actually, you really are. You know, I mean, because even yeah. if you're, even if you're, um, you know, on Section Eight, or or if you're a federal government employee, well, I don't work for federal government. You know, I don't, I don't work. You know, I work. You know, in corporate. You know, Medicare. There, there you Medicare. exactly all of these. Uh, things, you know, if you uh, drive on a road, if you take yeah. an airplane, if yeah. you if you yeah. buy something that came in through a port, all government matters. Things, government matters. So that's and what's the saying? The saying is what if it, if you're not at the table, you're yeah, on you're the menu. Really, that's it. That's it. That is it. You know. So that's so why get I, up to the table. Get up to the table. Get up to the table. So that we want to make sure that everybody understands that. You know, but also. And then, like I said, and just just trying to, because uh, we're not going to be on here too much long, but we want to say, um, again, September 28th is coming up. You know, that's the anniversary of um, Hurricane Ian. And then we still want to and continue to stress, you know, that you know, our you know, hearts, you know, are still you know, filled with, you know, the mourning of people that have lost their lives, you know, they lost loved ones, you know, that type thing. So those things, we want to make sure that you continue to honor uh, the memory of your family member, your friend, whoever it was you know, that, you know, that did lose a life, but it's, it's something because we understand that this, the rebuild for Fort Myers, for this area, for Lee County, it's, it's still going to take some time, you know? So mm -hmm. it's, as, as you see and understand that it takes time to rebuild, it takes time to, you know, get over a loss and it takes time to um, bring yourself back together to at least, you know, you'll never forget, 
but at least you're able to handle and, and move on and w- with your life as far as that's concerned. Always remember, you know, those, your, your loved ones and making sure that, you know, their, their memory remains alive in you. Anytime you, you know, say their name or anytime you do something specifically just for them. I know my mother, she, um, passed away when I was, uh, you know, well, my father passed away when I was young, but my mother passed away about 20 years ago. And, you know, for her birthday and that type of thing, I always remember her and, uh, you know, go out and, and put a flower in the grave. So you keep that that memory alive. So you keep that person alive in you and, and honor them and however you can. So we want to make sure that everyone knows, again, September 28th, I think that's Thursday, you know, is, yeah. you know, that memory. And, and there's a lot of things that's going on. If you can be a part of anything that's happening, make sure that you are, you know, a part of that that's happening for the area. And then they we'll- have a special event coming up at Florida Gulf Coast University yes. on on Thursday, the 28th from 10 to noon in the pavilion, the veterans pavilion in the center, we're going to have pictures. We're going to have stories. We're going to have participation opportunities for you to tell your story. We have some art installations from some students there, and we're going to have some special guest speakers, including a chair of the democratic party. Nikki freed will be joining us as well. So that will be um, a really great event. It's open to the public and we'd love to see you there. That'd be so nice. That's so, so if you're available, so if you're available, definitely get out to FGCU and be a part of that particular celebration and then kind of go from there. So just make sure that you remember and you remember those. Um, we're at, uh, I know my wife and I, we're in the process now of even with uh, Aldelia, with the Hurricane Aldelia, it, it affects some schools um, that's just to the north of us, but one in Cross City specifically that we're trying to help aid. We're getting, you know, school book bags for kids and different supplies and everything that their um, their middle school, Old Camac Middle School. Shout out to Old Camac Middle School. Woo-hoo. They're doing a good job of trying to um, get supplies. And and if you can go onto Old Camac Middle School's website, please do that. Uh, they're trying to get a, a basically a U-Haul truck uh, full of supplies, water. You know, book bags for the kids, supplies for the teachers, uh, because we're, they're going to give that to a middle school that was affected, that was in a rural area. They, I think, they had about five five hundred kids at that particular yeah. school, so they're looking to trying to help those kids out. You know, help the families out. So they're doing that. So I want to give a shout out to them for their efforts that they're doing. So again, that's Okemic Middle School here in Fort Myers. If you, you can go on their website and see, you know, what you can do to help them out would be greatly, greatly appreciated. So. Again, we're not going to keep you long, but uh, we want to just make sure that we touch base on a few things. So, again, what can you do to help? What can you do to make change? Please get out and vote. Please get out and vote. We want to make sure that your vote counting. And again, like like uh, Cindy was saying, you know, if, if if we're not at the table, then we're certainly on the menu. On the menu. You know, we look at those. Uh, the the again, still the, the the horror stories that we're continuing to hear, even a year later. You know, that people mm-hmm. are still struggling. They're still hurting. Okay. They're still in need. We want to make sure that we do all that we can to make sure that we come alongside them and kind of lift them up and bring them whole. So um, we want to make sure that you continue to support, you know, local radio, so local um, local media. So we're going to let uh, Cindy go ahead and give you guys a shout out as far as how you can keep this station and other shows going on with, with your support. Thank you. Thank you so much. And this has been Now You Know with Howard Sapp. 
And I've been your co-host, uh, Cindy Banier. And if you like the show, we'd love to have your support here. Uh, you can check us out and get a subscription for $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. And you can do that at the Prices and Plans page on BigMouthMediaFL.com. Yes. You can get a subscription to all of our shows, and then you get video and the email sent right to your email. So we send it right in there with your subscription, $19.99 a month. That keeps all of our shows alive and helps independent media and independent voices in an ever-closing environment here in the state of Florida. Yes. So thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you next time. Bye-bye.